0: Down to business on News Talk
1: with Electric Ireland. Giving your business flexible tailored solutions for gas and electricity.
2: Search Electric
0: Ireland business.
1: Put them in a coffee for a pick-me-up perk, enjoy them on the rocks after dinner. Irish cream liqueurs are enjoying a massive revival. Joining me for this week's industry review are three of the best Irish liqueur producers in the country, if not the world. I'm delighted to be joined by Gronia Wafer, she's the Glo- Global Brand Director for Baileys at Diageo, John Hart of Five Farms Irish Cream Liqueur, and also we've got Paddy Cooney, who's the Managing Director of Nakuna, but he's also responsible for Mary's Cream Liqueur. Uh, you're very welcome to the programme as well, all three. So let's maybe just start uh, with the landscape of this business, John. Uh, we might start with you. Um, The Irish cream liqueur business, is it radically different to, say, the... Whiskey business, the craft brewing business. How does it sort of stand out on its own? This is the time for for this product, is it not?
0: Yeah, I mean the Irish cream liqueur business. Yeah, we have, have Bailey's who invented a category, and Bailey's is a very unique product and in, in world terms because it's the only global uh, liqueur that was launched in the last fifty years that is a global. So that's, that's that's an incredible achievement. But what Bailey's did for the rest of us was created a category.
1: Well, that's very, very <laughs> gracious of you, John. Yeah. Uh, to talk about your competitor yeah, well, in, such, in, such a, in, in
0: such wonderful tones. Well, I mean, I admire the whole and of Bailey's has brought a lot of companies into the market as well. Yeah. I would have examined both of these products up and down and over and back uh, all my life. Uh, and that's why Five Farms is is a product that I see now as an opportunity to look at a different space in the Irish cream market, which right. is a super well, premium.
1: Tell us a little bit about Five Farms. We're going to talk to Bailey's and Mary's in just a second but tell us about your product uh, Five Farms
0: Yeah well uh, one of the the side effects of travelling all your life in the drinks business you have a lot of ideas so uh, one idea an overnight success after 25 years is is actually Five Farms and when I look at the product every now and again I go back and look at it Uh, I see different things that I learned along the way so Five Farms really uh, started in a conversation in the United States with a a very uh, powerful positive, uh, new uh, up-and-coming independent drinks company called McCormick's, Irish name, based in Western Missouri. The the president of that company and myself got into a a challenge to create what we thought would be the best Irish cream liqueur you could possibly create. And that started uh, uh, the development of Five Farms, and I went right back to the fundamentals, right back to the farms. And that's what the essence of Five Farms is. It's craft. It's craft to table.
1: Uh, it's a wonderful looking bottle. Uh, we'll be back to you in a second, yeah. John. Let me bring in Gronya Wafer. Gronya you're the brand director uh, with Baileys. And again, uh, John outlined it there. What a wonderful story. And let's, let's just put it in context for us, for our listeners. Owned by Diageo, the seventh biggest international spirits brand in the world. Seven million cases a year. Three bottles a second. Massive, massive. Uh, global success what a wonderful product to be the brand director
3: of Uh, absolutely and you know we're incredibly proud of what is um An Irish icon, I think it's actually one of um, Ireland's biggest innovations ever. I think of it as one of the biggest innovations in spirits, actually. Um, So it's an incredible, um, incredible brand to be at the helm of. And I'm very, very proud of that. Um, as you say, three bottles sold every second. It's a big global brand. It's number one liqueur in the world. Number seven, uh, number seven in terms of total spirits in the world. And, um, you know, it's continuing to go from strength to strength. So- just, just
1: a couple of things. Am I right in saying that it, it did suffer a, a decade of decline and now you've got it back into growth phase? And, yeah. and how, what if, do you put that down to, you That, you know, because maybe people's change, tastes haven't changed that much. But how did you actually reverse the trend and get the sales growing again?
3: Yeah, so exactly. So um, in 2008, like um, lots of brands and lots of categories, recession hit and Baileys sales uh, plummeted. Now, and and that kind of led into almost a decade of decline, um, which we have now turned around into the last three years of really strong growth. So plus 6% last year, plus five the year before and plus four the year before that. Right. And I think what uh, what that really comes down to is thinking about the brand itself and the product itself. So Bailey's is a delicious, sweet uh, indulgence. It's drunk relatively seldom and in relatively small quantities when it is consumed. So when recession hit, it literally fell out of people's repertoire. They forgot about the brand and therefore we had to do a, a job in terms of reminding the 270 million people around the world who say they love Bailey's to just okay. think to drink it.
1: So it's a about- broadening its appeal and almost getting it to a wider audience in in a
3: nutshell. Exactly. So we we think of Baileys as a delicious treat, something that actually, and you talk about competitors here today, I think of my competitors as everybody who offers people a little bit of indulgence, whether that's premium ice cream or premium chocolate. And you're dead right. That's actually the category we're in.
1: Uh, let me bring in our final guest, Pat Cooney, Managing Director of Nakuna, but representing uh, Robert A. Merry and Company, made down there in Clonmel. Again, a business that's been around a number of years, Marys, uh, You're very welcome to the programme Pat. Thank you very much. Tell us about your uh, your, your own bus- your own brand Marys, and how that's fared yeah. among this the, the giants of, of, of the Cream cream Cure <laughs> business here. Well
2: Marys found their own space in the Cream Cure business because as Bailey's has been the iconic brand, there's also a huge business is out there for people who own label, for our own brand Mary's, and to be able to satisfy that has made the space for Mary's to prosper. Uh, Mary's increase, is thrown, it's thrown over last year about 23%, so nice. we're going from strength to strength. But a lot of our business is actually an own label business, so we would make own label for Mercadona in Spain, uh, Walmart for uh, Aldi okay. worldwide, a lot of different places, as well as our own uh, flagship brand Mary's. We're the first people to bring flavours into the market. So we do things like strawberry, we do white chocolate, we do salted caramel, we do any kind of flavour you want.
1: Yeah, so there's been a big, and I suppose that's really where it's probably widening out, John, is it? That in relation to like the pure cream liqueur, the Baileys, like the whiskey, the chocolate. But now we're into, as you say, Pat, salted caramels white raspberry, all that sort of stuff.
0: I, I, I actually have taken a different tack on that because that's more of the, the general broader market. I've gone back to the Puritan approach to Irish cream to back to the fundamentals yeah. of, uh, in fact, uh, all, our product, all our cream is sourced just from five farms. I actually, I've met all the cows. On those five farms, I know all the families personally. It's a different approach. How important approach. is it to meet the cows? That's all part of having a good story, isn't it? Oh. I, well, no. What why I went there and why this uh, originated was that I felt after working in the business so long, and that Irish cream was beginning to be undersold. Is that there's a huge craft, there's huge science, and milking cows and getting cream to a dairy and getting cream into into a formula that makes an Irish cream liqueur, and that had been a lost a lot in the competition. And, uh, it's, uh, so I wanted to uh, uh, okay. uh, show those features uh, on Five Farms and, and to okay. bring a quality product. Mm-hmm. Also, we, we introduced Irish whiskey. We introduced 10% of the of the alcohol in the drink. So our it's a drink. stronger drink. It's not stronger, it's just got more Irish whiskey to be more traditional to probably the original Irish cream concept.
1: Okay, we've loads of texts coming in. Keep them coming. We've got the three Irish cream liqueur experts of the world in this studio. So if you've got a text, we can answer your question here. Please ask about the Bailey's Chocolate Deluxe. I can't seem to get it anywhere in Dublin. That's from Sharon.
3: Oh, Sharon, it's delicious, <laughs> and on. I'm delighted you enjoy it. Um, tell, tell it should be that. available. So, a uh, uh, Bailey's Chocolate Lux is a blend of Belgian chocolate and Bailey's. It's absolutely delicious. It's like drinking a liquid chocolate, um, and you should be able to find it in your local supermarket. Um, it's widely available.
1: Right, Pat. Could I ask you about the the I suppose the 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 peaks and valleys of the of the trading year how important is december around the cream liqueur business. How much of your turnover approximately would be December related? Well, there's a big swing
2: towards Christmas, obviously, and Thanksgiving, yeah. Thanksgiving in America. The US is still the biggest market, even though the rest of the world is catching up. But one of the great things about Irish cream liqueur is that it's got GI, geographic identity. So, in other words, it's been recognised by Europe as a, as a really iconic product. Which is good for the whole industry. It's good for the whole industry. Yeah. There's a technical file set out in... Um, in with Europe, so anybody so who that's markets like
1: champagne, or you exactly. know, where you, you've got this status of, a, of exactly. a geography.
2: Anybody who markets an Irish cream liqueur has to meet fairly strict criteria, right? And it's uh, monitored very closely by the Department of Agriculture.
1: What about uh, what about export sales? Then, when you say that you're doing own label, you're doing Mary's. Obviously, is a lot of your product being exported?
2: Yeah, I would say ninety-eight percent of our production is exported. Is it? Yeah. Oh. So we don't really sell that much here in Ireland.
1: That is amazing. Ireland,
2: because obviously Bailey started here. Bailey is still a very iconic brand. So our markets is in 40 different countries around the world.
1: Um just going back to you, Grania, and in terms of being, I suppose, being number one and being the number one brand, it's a great place to be, but also it's a challenging place to be because everybody wants a piece of your action in terms of of differentiating, you talk about yeah. product innovation, uh, some of the other things you've put. It's very hard when we've got a brand that's selling, as you know, if you're talking about seven million cases per annum, yep. to keep that growth going.
3: Um, So I think, first of all, if you're the number one in a category, your job is to grow the category first Mm. and foremost. Um, So that's where I look for growth, actually, is um, in terms of I talked earlier about competing within broader treats. Um, Now, that is a 200 billion pound category that's growing at about 12 percent annually. That's a very exciting place to start thinking about where you can grow from so that you are thinking when somebody's sitting on a sofa and maybe watching a bit of Netflix or whatever, and that they're thinking of having, you know, an adult treat that they're thinking of. You know, the tub of premium ice cream, the bar of chocolate, the Baileys, etc. There's huge growth there. Yeah. So in terms of, you know, where your growth horizons are, I think you have to, you know, as category leader, look beyond your category and find the next wave of growth. And I'm very confident that we'll be able to do that.
1: Are there trends then around, I suppose, how strong a a liqueur or a liquor should be? You know, we saw with wine where you know, where 12, 13, even 14% that you didn't see those, that these bolder, mm, yeah. what's the, is there a pattern there around, well,
0: what, what do people like to see a cream liqueur at? We, the, well the cream liqueur legally as Pat says, it has to be between 15 and 17% alcohol, right? under the definition on the GA, however we haven't seen in the liqueur business, the high strengths uh, like you see in gin and whiskey. liqueurs are more of a combination of different elements that present themselves at a point that's best consumed it's not about simply about the alcohol it's about ingredients and so forth and you know commercially in the market for five farms I saw a space that every single category has except for Irish cream which was super premium yeah. the Billy's uh, 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 Lux, Lux, yeah. was a was a move up there but I I, I saw a complete new product concept that will go into that category in the super premium so what I mean there is in vodka you have Smirnoff and Grey Goose and 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 Scotch whiskey of Johnny Walker Red, Black Label and, and Irish whiskey of Jameson and and, and Middleton so, but there was no Middleton Grey Goose in or, the Irish Cream Liqueur market. so that's what Five Farms went after in it's position. somebody
1: asked uh, where can I
0: buy this Five Farms drink you, you can buy it uh, we're distributed in Ireland by Dilkassian and you can buy it in O'Brien's off license and a number of independents okay. around the country and, Interest, yeah. and you can buy it in my local bar the morgue <laughs> if you want to go there tonight
1: <laughs> interesting text here a Dutch friend of mine introduced me to a A Gaylor Hollander. It's a shot of Baileys and a shot of whiskey on the rocks. It's very smooth. And that's from Dr. P. Thank you for that, Dr. P. And just one thing I wanted to ask you, Grainne. You know, when a cocktail becomes trendy, and this happens, I think, in the US, that you can get something that everybody's all of a sudden drinking in New York or in LA. If you're lucky enough to have your product being a component part of one of these trendy, it can have a huge influence in uh, sales. Absolutely.
3: And dessert cocktails actually is one of the cocktail trends that's really on the rise. Um, so people are choosing to finish off their meal instead of having a dessert, maybe by having um, uh, an espresso martini or a Bailey's flat white martini. So and there's lots of really exciting space like cocktails has reinvented spirits. Yeah. Uh, it's so exciting. It's um absolutely on trend. It's, People are looking for more experiences. They're looking for a little bit more craft and bartenders and restaurants are looking for new <coughs> ways to excite their and um, their customers as well.
1: Listeners may not know this, but I make a very mean espresso martini mm-hmm. with uh, your own products and indeed Insomnia Coffee. I've oh, come up nice. with, I think, what is the dream solution <laughs> of the two brands? Uh, that's interesting you yeah. say that. What do you about that, Pat, about the, the influence oh. of of, of, I suppose, trends across America, across Europe, where your, your product can find itself.
2: Absolutely right. I mean, they say cream liqueur is the basis of a lot of cocktails. Mm-hmm. And particularly now, when it comes to having desserts, there are a myriad of desserts and a myriad of recipes. And if you look at any of our websites, I'm sure you find plenty of recipes for very, very nice desserts using cream liqueur. Even flavoured cream liqueurs, if you like it.
3: I I think that's just a huge area of growth, actually, as well. Like people, the the whole world of food and drink has exploded. There's something like 28 million. Um, views of food and drink content on Instagram and and Yeah, it's really channels. powerful, isn't it's it? Huge. Something like 85% of people when they're making food have a phone in their hand. So, yeah. you know, they're looking for inspiration and, you know, if you're if anybody's thinking about what to serve for dinner party tonight or, you know, a nice dessert, uh, I can highly recommend um going uh, to the Baileys website, you'll <laughs> find lots of inspiration. Johnny, you like
1: this. I read the article in the paper about five farms and bought a bottle. Absolutely lovely. So, guess what I'm buying people for Christmas? Five farms. Well,
0: that's, that's great news. That's, <laughs> that's great from a farmer news.
1: down in Cork. Oh, <laughs> well, Thank, you. Thank you.
0: Actually, we're talking about cocktails there many years ago when I, I started in this business. In 1986, a brand came on the market in the United States called Peach Tree Snaps, and we don't know it, but it sold one million cases in its first year of introduction in the United States on the back of a cocktail called the fuzzy navel wow. uh, and so every if you get the cocktail right in the United States you can have a very very successful product
1: Pat what about uh you know getting into this space this is a very it, it's it's a, it's a dominated by one brand. But it's it's a very, very is it getting your product onto the shelf, into the duty free, up there with the rest of it's 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 not for the faint hearted. It's a it's an expensive, challenging proposition.
2: It's an expensive product to make, it's an expensive process. Uh, that's one of the reasons why Marys is in Clonmel in the heart of the Golden Vale. Obviously, one of the main ingredients is cream, so you've got to have the freshest and the best of cream. Whiskey is another vital ingredient. So it's a technical process. Not everybody can get into it. It's quite expensive. And once you have the product, of course, then you have to market it. And because liqueur is a world market, it's not just Ireland, yeah. the market for cream liqueur in Ireland is quite small. You have to go out there and you have to be able to export. That's why we're in 40 markets. I'm sure Bailey's is in 140 markets. But 160, but it's in, I think. It's a, world, yeah, it's, 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 it's a world market. And it's also... Uh, great insofar as that most of the inputs or nearly all of the inputs actually into the product are indigenous. Are yeah. Like you got cream, you got whiskey, you got yeah. everything that's else. That's It's all. From, that's Irish. a really
1: good point. Yeah. Um, could you ask your panel? Are they worried that their businesses may be in trouble because there's such a move away from alcohol and indeed
0: a healthier lifestyle that comes in from Joe? Anybody thoughts on that? I suppose. I mean, you're you're always going to be uh, in a situation where people uh, have said that uh, you know alcohol is something you have to respect. And uh, I don't think there's any huge trend of negativity yeah. in the consumption of alcohol. I'd like to say that to anyone, drink less, but drink better, uh, drink uh, more higher quality. And that's Five Farms, that's one of the reasons Five Farms uh, originated in my head. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Oh,
1: what next then for Baileys? Oh uh, <laughs> if, if, if you're looking at as you say, your yep. responsibility to, to grow the category um, as, as the brand leader. Uh, what, what do you see around the corner if you look next year with three years of yeah. growth now behind you, what, what, so, what are you thinking?
3: Um, so I think the uh, uh, as Pat said earlier, a lot of our sales in the cream liqueur category still traditionally happens between September and December so there is huge opportunity to expand that, um, so for example on Baileys last year we introduced uh, Strawberries and Cream, it launched around Wimbledon so it kind of really played into that kind of summer dessert kind of space um, and it's been a phenomenal success so starting to think about how the category can expand beyond that traditional season. Um, is obviously a huge area of growth. There's another nine months of the year that we could be selling um, all of our brands in. Yeah,
0: I mean, one of the trends I saw in the United States was uh, drinking five farms with cold brew. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I hadn't come yeah. across it myself, you know, and it was a huge, yeah. huge hit I mean, in I've the summer in the states. Is huge yeah. in the states.
3: About forty percent of of Bailey's is consumed in All right,
1: I, I'm going to end this discussion with a, with a text that you're all going to enjoy, and it's uh, it's an unnamed text, but it says the best possible start to Christmas morning is ice-cold Baileys ice cream on your cornflakes? <laughs> Not a word of a <laughs> lie. There okay, you go, no, Well, look, it, yeah. it, it's happening here. I'd like to thank John Hart of Five Farms Irish Cream Liqueur. Um, uh, your Wafer from Global Brand Director for Baileys. Thank you for coming in. And Pat Cooney, indeed, from Mary's and indeed from Nakuna. Thank you for joining us. Up next, Compassion in Business. Is it going to happen? It might. Just stay tuned.